Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is Jack here. Today we have the pleasure of hosting Beck Stewart. Beck is a social media entrepreneur, creator of the Habit Tracker Journals and the In Her Power podcast host. In this episode, we'll explore her journey from corporate life to entrepreneurship, her approach to personal development, staying healthy amidst a busy career, and the art of a mindful presence online. We'll also dive into her positivity and creativity, her entrepreneurial insights, and her goals and visions for the future. I'm so excited about this episode. I hope you love it. And yeah, enjoy. Hello, Beck. Welcome to Shots Fired. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, how's your day been? Really good. I just got off a meeting with a um, a brand that I'm working with at the moment. I've, I've been in like a three month partnership with them, and it's finally closing off. Like it's been it's been great to work with them, but it feels like such a huge partnership. So I'm like, all right, let's wrap it up. Nice. I'm ready to finish now. Take it so, off. The- off the list yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah very busy morning how's your day been yeah good pretty much the same my cat decided to wake me up at like three forty-five though so Aww. i've been i've been productive early which is fine i don't mind yeah that's good actually it'll be an early night i did see your story yes doing work at 4 a.m this morning yes crazy <laughs> i kind of love it though it's like no one else in the world is up i know my roommates i probably hate it <laughs> I try Agreed. to be quiet, but you never know. <laughs> love oh, it. Oh, gosh. Well, I'd love if you could just tell our listeners a bit about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Beck. I'm 27. I'm a wife. I'm a dog mama. Um, I'm a small business owner, podcast host myself. Do all the things. I, I've been on a few podcasts as of as of late, and every single time someone asks me to introduce myself, I'm like, I can't say it in just one word. I like to. Well, you do so days, much. I know. Back in the days when I, you know, worked corporate, I'm like, I'm back and this is what I do for work. And it's like simple, you know, this is what, yeah. this is my role. And now it's so like multifaceted. I'm like, have you got 10 minutes for me to introduce myself? <laughs> Literally. Literally. Well, we met, I think it was like, was it June of last year when we shot? Yes, it was. It was around then. Um, yeah. And we had a grand old time. That was so much fun. What were you, like, what was life like then and how has that changed to now? Mm. So I think when I first met you, I was just starting to establish myself on social media. I decided, you know, I kind of want to not step away from the influencer world, but I kind of want to start leveraging from the following I have. And I had the, you know, the habit tracker, which was my small business. It wasn't even a business at the time. I was still working corporate far out when I think about where I was back then compared to now it is just wild so I was still I think I was like freshly graduated from uni I yeah was in the corporate world the habit tracker wasn't even a business I don't even think it had its own social channel I had just created my own website oh I was like just a little bean in like a big world just starting out in business and yeah so 
so different compared to now, which I love. Um, obviously, I now work full time for myself. The Habit Tracker is a full established brand and business. Yeah, so different. So can you tell us more about the Habit Tracker and, and why and how you started that? Yeah, so the Habit Tracker is my goal setting and habit tracking journal. Um, and it kind of started like, I'm going to say four years ago now. Um, I remember it was at the beginning of a new year and I was I still remember this day, clear as anything, because this is kind of where the Habit Tracker was born. I It was at the beginning of a brand new year and I was sitting down at mum and dad's house on my bed in my old room, setting my intentions for some, like for the new year and my resolutions for the new year. And I remember looking at the intentions and the goals that I had set for myself and they kind of were the same kind of theme as the year before and the year before that. And I was like, Beck, like, what is it? Like, you just, you can't seem to crack these goals. There were like a financial goal. I think there was an academic goal as well. I wanted my first high distinction at university. That's all I wanted. And I think there was a fitness goal as well. And they were the same goals for like three years reoccurring. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually fucking sick of this. Can I swear, by the way? Oh, yeah, as much <laughs> as you want. Okay, good. Um <laughs> I was like, I'm so fucking sick of this. Like, why can't I achieve these three main things? So I remember sitting on the bed and opening up Google and typing in how to actually achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. And I found this this um, psychology-based journal, this peer-reviewed journal, and I read into it and I was introduced to essentially how habits are born through consistency and repetition. And so I, I then came across the concept of habit tracking and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find a rogue, ugly um, habit tracker on like template on mm-hmm. Pinterest. I printed it off at home, a little printer. And I was like, okay, what are the things I need to do every day in order to get from where I am to the goal that I'm trying to achieve? And so I put in the daily actions that I needed to do or weekly actions and I tracked them every single day. And within like three months, I could identify that those things that I was showing up in every single day were actually instilled as behaviors now. They, I didn't even have to second guess them. They were just coming to me so naturally. And I was like, holy shit, I have just developed the habits required to achieve the goal that I have been trying to achieve for three years. And I was like, why is no one talking about this? Why is habit tracking not like a renowned thing? So it kind of started off as like a habit tracker template that I gave to my community for free. I literally would mm-hmm. send them manually from my personal email address a like rogue template that I just created and then it kind of transitioned to a book where I hired like a local printer I like lost money doing this I think I charged ten dollars for it and then I sent it off I covered everyone's shipping but I was just so passionate about it I was just like everyone needs to know about this it's like it can change the way you approach goals Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just yeah developed from there and now it's it's very own book and brand and identity and it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's my little baby I love that so much (laughs) So yeah. when, when did it hit that point where, because I know we shot and you had mm. the book with you and we did some photos with it. Um, how did it mm. turn from, you know, just this thing that you were really passionate about sending it out to like, wait, this can actually be something bigger? Yeah, it was very organic. Like it was just, I would post about it on my social media. At the time when I first posted about it, I think I had around maybe 10,000 followers at the time. So it was quite small in the scheme of things. and. I remember just being unindated with like, oh, it was just crazy. Like so many people were messaging me. I like, I reckon several hundreds I sent this mm. template to. Wow. 
And it kind of just rolled from there and like people caught on about it. I think when it started to really ramp up was when um, one of my pieces of content went viral last year. It was the walking pad video. And mm-hmm. I, I remember know, this one. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what prompted me to also collaborate with the habit tracker. So it was the habit tracker and Beck Stewart in the one post. 40 million views later and people were like, and it oh just, just so happened. Yeah. It just so happened that I had collaborated my business with my personal brand and it just, it did wonders. And so obviously that got more brand awareness that pumped yeah. more sales out and it kind of have, has been really, really consistent. Yeah. It kind of hasn't died down because I, I think you will know this, you know, being someone I know personally, but also follow on social media. I talk a lot about habits and I I truly believe that this concept changed the way I approach my goals and my habits. And it's so simple. It's so easy. It's an aesthetic product. So people, you know, like it, it sits pretty on their desk or whatever. Like it's, I don't know. I think it's the organization girlies, they get it Mm. and they like it. So, and I feel like there's so many of us out there that just love, you know, the stationery and the Mm. goal planning and yeah. So hundred percent. You know what? I actually think I need to get one myself because like I'll send you, you would know, I'm organized. I'm yeah, good, you know, on top of myself. But you would cry at my. I'm just showing <gasps> her like my my notes and my to dos, and it's just like a rogue piece of paper. And when I've crossed out enough of those, I I just start a new one. <laughs> it's so ugly, and there's just a four pieces of paper everywhere. Yeah, okay, I need to get one. <laughs> well, whatever works for you works for you, but try have it. Try I want to be an aesthetic girl either. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So when you talk about your corporate job, what were you doing there? I was doing uh, corporate communications within like the government sector. So it was a great job. I was in like the health sector, I suppose. Um, It was quite fulfilling. I enjoyed it, to be honest. It was, you know, a lot of what I did and helped promote was for the greater good, I suppose. So I actually did enjoy it. I find I I enjoy it. Sorry. I found it quite. yeah, I enjoyed it. However, it wasn't what I wanted to do for the long run. I I went into university thinking I wanted to be a teacher, actually. So I did three years out of the four-year education degree. Got to the, like, pretty much the last year and I said, I can't do this anymore. I actually hate children. <laughs> so, like, I'm so impatient. And some of them are so naughty. So in the third yeah, year. Never. I could never. Mm-mm. in the third year was when you actually went into a classroom setting right and you did prep you pretended to be a teacher and actually taught yeah. lessons and then the, the teacher would grade you essentially and be like hey this is my advice this is what I grade you anyway I got up there and I saw how naughty they were and I realized how impatient I was and I was just like I actually can't do this so I withdrew that day my first prep day Gosh. I was like I can't do it can't do it and then um I went straight into marketing and yeah, I kind of just ran with the marketing roles after I graduated, but I knew that I always wanted to do something on my own as well. So yeah, dabbled in marketing and communications and it's been really cool because I applied a lot of what I learned in that degree and what I picked up from that corporate job to my businesses as well. So sorry, my cat was just yelling to get outside. Um <laughs> Props to you for like following your instinct though. And that very first day Mm. when you're like, doesn't feel right. This isn't what I want. Just following through because so many people don't. And I have like, I have personal friends who are so deep in a career 
that they're like, I hate this, but I have no options to change because mm. now I'm 30 and I have all of this knowledge in one field. I can't go back and study again. Like no other field is going to take me. Like it's, they're kind of stuck in this position unless they really want to sacrifice a huge pay cut for yes. like many years. And it's a hard decision. But when, when you just know that earlier on and you're like, nah, this isn't it. Mm. I'm going to change. It's like, it's just setting yourself up in the future for such a happier life. Absolutely. I agree. Totally agree. Mm. So what happened from doing all of that to transitioning to becoming more of like a social media entrepreneur? Like what, was there anything in particular that inspired the transition or was it just a, a gradual kind of? Yeah, it was a gradual thing. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of just discovered like the corporate stuff just wasn't for me. I felt like I was constantly working my ass off for somebody else's company or somebody else's success. And uh, I don't know, the thought of someone else placing monetary value on me, like this is what you're worth. You're worth $70,000 a year that's what you're worth and this and if you want to you know you want more than that then you've got to work your ass off and get promoted and go through this whole thing again I don't know it just never really sat with me it Mm. never has and it's weird because both of my parents are in a very black and white like they encourage me to go to university they're both in the corporate world dad's quite high up in the corporate world so like I haven't I don't know I wasn't taught that kind of mindset it was kind of just developed over time where I was like what the what the fuck? Like, and also like, I have a lot of friends within the social media industry who Mm. have built communities, but then sorry, audiences online and then have launched businesses and that the the amount of freedom that they have, you know, the flexibility to work Mm. wherever they want the money that, you know, working online can bring like, Oh, it's just, it would be silly for me not to, when I already had that community, I had a product that people loved. And to be honest, it's just what I wanted to do. I I have always seen myself doing my own thing and I'm coming up to my one year anniversary of being a full-time sole trader and it has truly, it has truly changed my life. I will, yeah, Yeah. Uh, the best thing I ever did. So very gradual, but I I kind of knew deep down that this is where I always wanted to be. Yeah. I feel like that's a mindset of people who, like, I totally agree. I feel that completely. So people like me and you who, like, I, I think about growing an agency, you know, where I have other people, mm. other photographers, things like that. And the reason I never considered it for some years was I was like, well, I want someone who has XYZ qualities. And if they have these qualities, why would they not just be out there doing their own thing? Yes. But the the thing I was missing is that not everyone thinks like us. Not everyone yeah. wants their own thing. Not everyone can be bothered. Like not everyone has the drive. There's so many factors that go into it. But when you have that innate like willingness and drive, mm-hmm. it's not a chore. It's like a huge opportunity. And the more work yeah. you put in, it oftenly, often leads to more income. Whereas in a regular job, you can put so much effort in and mm-hmm. they can just be like, nah. <laughs> So there's so many benefits if you're the type of person that thrives in those settings, which I think you definitely are. Absolutely agreed. It takes a certain kind of person, I reckon. Mm. Totally agree with you there. So then since then we shot again, oh, how long ago would that have been? Maybe six months ago? 
Yeah, just before March or early March, I think. Yeah, and you were just launching the In Her Power podcast. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this. The potty. You know what? I sat on doing this for probably a year. And I don't know why I decided to launch it when I did, but I'm so glad I did. The podcast has truly been the best thing I have ever done in my online career thus far. Mm. Not only has it like just opened up a whole new community, like they were, you know, they were lingering on social media. They were, you know, long-term followers, if you will, but the podcast has just opened up an entirely different level of, I guess, communication and intimacy and like the ability to really connect with these people. And from like a business point of view as well, it has opened up an entire different, I guess, door to getting new customers and clientele or whatever it is, because yeah, there's, it's like a whole new market. Like I'm Mm. finding uh, it's just, it's been the best from like a business point of view, but also from like a community point of view, I just feel so close to my community now and vice versa. I get messages all the time saying, thank you so much for your podcast. Mm. Like it's my new favorite thing, like blah, blah, blah. It's honestly the best thing I ever did. Isn't it quite shocking too though? Like, cause mm. I get these messages too. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just sit here and talk. <laughs> like I, I, it baffle. It really baffles me. Like in the oh. best way. I love it. But you're so right. It opens up the doors. It brings people in. Mm. And not only are you letting other people feel understood, like you then feel that too. So it's so totally. amazing to get the back and forth. And then apart from that, like I just get to talk to like the most interesting people and hear mm. all of these stories and like. I get to tick something off the list and be like, I'm being productive when really I'm just having a chat with cool people and making connections. Like, I love it. It's the best. Honestly, thank God for the world of podcasting. I love it. Yeah. So what kind of topics and um, themes do you typically explore in the show? So we're very like personal development slash women empowerment based. So I talk a lot about pretty much what I talk about on my social media, developing healthy habits and you know, um, I talk a lot about my business journey, stepping into my power and going after the life that you want and really developing that mindset that enables you to do all that kind of stuff. And I think it's good because some of my best listened to episodes are about my business journey thus far. And I've only really been in this journey for, I guess, almost a year. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. I'm very new to this. I'm very new to the world of, you know, my own boss and having this mindset of going all in and quitting my nine to five was something that people also want to do. And so, yeah, a bit of everything, but predominantly within the personal development, women empowerment vibes. I love that. It's a regular listener of mine. I love it so much. (laughs) I'm just a podcast addict, to be honest. What other, actually, I really want to know, what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, I listened to the Rise and Conquer podcast by Georgie Stevenson. Um, I want to say Diary of a CEO, but I've been listening to his audio book, which by the way, have you, have you listened to that or have you read the book? I have not read the book. I listened to many of his episodes. The book is amazing. Okay. Like incredible. Right. Um, what else have I been listening to lately? Shots fired, obviously. Um, (laughs) Um, I can't think of the top of my head. What else? <laughs> Let me go through my. my I need like a good balance of fluff and serious ones. 
I've been listening to Lily Brown's new podcast, Red Hot the Pod. Very good. Um, She got very, very vulnerable in one of her episodes and like to the point where like I like my jaw dropped with some of the stuff she was saying and I was like, I love that. And hers is very like pop culture kind of vibes, like talk mm-hmm. a little bit of shit kind of vibes, which I love. Yeah, I love. Yeah, the, I need a like, bit of that. Yeah, the personal development stuff, but also like tell me what your icks are and like yeah. cry. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Well, as well as doing all of these things, you're also just a fit girly. So <laughs> I'd love to know how you balance health and fitness with a busy career and some of your personal strategies for maintaining a healthy lifestyle while pursuing your entrepreneurial endeavours? Mm-hmm. I think it all comes down to the fact that I feel so out of control within myself and my mind if I don't have a structure. And that structure includes showing up in my health and fitness um, like habits and routines and rituals, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think like and I'm not going to say that it's been like a perfect year. In fact, a lot of the time I have fallen off the bandwagon where maybe, you know, I'm working really hard towards an upcoming launch or something and the health and fitness Shazam will fall off the bandwagon and I will identify that and acknowledge it and be like, I feel so fucking out of control. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just really honing into prioritizing what makes you feel really, really good. Like, I just recently, I've just launched a brand new offer, I suppose, um, my membership. And I worked so hard on that launch and my, yeah, health and wellness completely went out the window. I, my morning routine went out the window. I wasn't sleeping properly. I was waking up to a coffee in bed from my husband, like not even any, you know how they say that caffeine within the first 90 minutes or something like that is not great for you. I completely ignore that rule. Well, same. And then I did that for three weeks, I'm going to say. I slept bad. Anyway, then I just felt like shit. I got insomnia. I got a chest infection. It was almost as if the body was like, bitch, please calm down. Like look after your nervous system and like go to the gym. You haven't been to the gym in like three weeks. So I think it's just really, yeah, making time for that because for me personally, when that goes, everything else does. So it's a really great reflection and reminder for me to just be like, okay, we've got to set some routines in place, get up by this time, gym by this time, work by this time. Because if I don't, everything Mm. goes, everything. I was having this conversation with a friend while we're going for our little hot girl work walk in the morning yesterday. And she was like, man, I just really need to start prioritizing my health again. But Mm. I, when it comes down to it, I keep choosing work over my Mm -hmm. health and I was like yeah I totally feel you it's so easy to do that and I did the same for a long time sometimes I still do I feel like now and Mm -hmm. then it's kind of necessary if you have a deadline or something of course like you can you can let it slide for a day or so um but I was saying I guarantee you once you get your health and your fitness Mm -hmm. into like a regular schedule that you feel good about your work's going to improve so much without even doing anything. Like you're going to be more productive. You're going to be more alert. You're going to be like, Mm. everything's just going to get better. And I so strongly believe that. I totally agree. I'm at the point now where I can literally identify within my own work when something is off health wise or like I haven't been, you know, prioritizing recovery or I've been having too much caffeine in the week. Like I can literally be like, 
I feel out of control. My work is shit. Mm. My work ethic is shit. My output is shit. Just get the health sorted and everything else will follow suit. <laughs> yep. Do you feel like with working for yourself, your work kind of comes and goes in seasons where you do have to mm. kind of put the accelerator on for a bit and then take the rest at other times? Absolutely. How do you decide when that happens? Look, I'm still navigating it. And this has happened twice this year so far where I go like, like accelerate. I'm Mm. working, working, working. I've got a launch. I've got this. I've got that. I've got all the things. I can identify the only really, this is horrible. Like the only time I can really identify to, you know, put on the brakes a little bit is when I'm like, something bad happens in terms of like I get sick or I'm Mm. experiencing really chronic anxiety or I've got insomnia. So to be honest, I'm still really navigating that. It would be untruthful of me to be like, oh, like this is my strategy for identifying when I need to, you know, pull back a bit because I'm still working Mm. towards that and I'm still trying to navigate that. Um, So I don't really have a good answer to that. Um, To be confirmed though, it's my goal for next year. My intention for next year is to get a little bit better at balancing Mm. It's you know, tough and it's like always, yeah. it's always a journey. Like I've, cause that's something I've figured out this year within myself. It's like, mm. I, you can't have the perfect balance all the time. It's not no. like, okay, I'll just take this day off every week and mm. then I will be perfectly balanced and everything <laughs> will be amazing for the end of time. <laughs> it's like, sometimes you're going to be working harder than others. Mm. And then at least for me, within what I do, there's seasons where yeah. nothing much is happening. And now I've just learned to use those times as like, okay, instead of stressing and hustling and trying to like do sales and whatever to get Mm. a little bit in, I use this time and that's my downtime. So I'm trying to like learn to go with that flow a little more. Um, But it's still super challenging sometimes because then when nothing is happening, I'm like, no, must work hard. (laughs) That is me to a T. That is me to a T. It's like a bit What else can I do? (laughs) how can I be productive yeah literally I get that oh gosh well social media can sometimes be pretty overwhelming I've definitely had my moments um where it's impacted me negatively and I've had to take time off um so this is a this is going to be like a twofold question how do you maintain a positive online presence because you are so fucking positive in all of your content like you're just so like easy to watch and it's just like a happy peaceful kind of vibe um so how do you kind of navigate the digital world considering that and then I want to go into like when you lost your account oh girl um so I think naturally I'm a pretty positive person I feel like I always have been but I do ensure that I'm prioritizing my mental health as much as I possibly can, especially when I am consuming so much as my job. I am constantly, you know, doing reels research and keeping up with trends and always on social media. So what you consume and a lot of the time, especially on TikTok, you don't really have have a lot of control over the algorithm. You don't have a lot of control over the shit you see sometimes by accident. Even like now, like with everything going on overseas and like, you know, the bombings and stuff, like I'm getting fed horrible scenes uh, horrific which is absolutely horrible but a lot of the time you don't have control over that I feel like uh, trying to control what you can 
control. So like I'm very conscious of who I follow on social media, even if someone posts the slightest thing that either triggers me or upsets me or sends me somewhere or whatever. I'm like, no, mute or unfollow. I am always very conscious of ensuring that in the morning specifically, I will always journal. I will, I will always meditate and I will always move in some way, shape or form, whether it's just a beach walk, Pilates, gym, that is what I do for myself. And that's how I set myself up for a positive day. Um, I think it's, yeah, just really navigating and identifying what makes you happy and what doesn't do more of what does do less of what doesn't unfollow the people that make you feel like shit, clean up your space. If you've got a cluttered mind, do a digital refresh, whatever you got to do. Um, yeah, that would be my tip. <laughs> I find it sometimes hard to even tell sometimes when someone online is making you feel like shit, you totally. have to really like reflect and be like, how yes. does this actually make me feel? Because it could be someone that like, it could be actually someone you're close to. It could be. Mm. Someone you've been following for years and you've just gotten used to this. So mm -hmm. I feel like for me, every now and then I'll like go through my mm -hmm. feed and just be like, wait a minute, I'm still following yeah. this. Like this isn't yeah. me. I do, do that like all cult. the time. Yes, I do that all the time. Even if like if I have acquaintances, for example, or friends where I'm like, I actually really like the person you are and I like seeing you in real life, but what you post online shits me, so you're going on mute. I have a mm. lot of friends who are on mute. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. I've muted quite a few people. <laughs> like, I love you as a person when I see you, but I hate what you post and you're going on mute. Yeah. And I think, like, you're well within your right to do that. You're protecting your own energy. Like, yeah. I'm not going to voluntarily get triggered or pissed or upset. I'm not going to put myself through that. So, of course, I'm going to yeah. utilize the mute feature, mute feature on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Heard it here first, guys. Mute more people. <laughs> so then... You yes. lost your account. Oh, God. Twice. I hate to bring up traumatic oh. events. No, it's fine. <laughs> but it was for the best. It. Oh, was it for the best? It was the best thing that ever bloody happened to me. Um, yeah. What was the question relating to that? Yeah, so just what happened? Oh, so long story short, I the first time it happened, I was over in America. Uh, it was in April last year. And I had just finished day three of Coachella on the biggest high. I was, oh, it was so much fun. It was the best weekend. And I came back to our hotel room and just before I went to have a shower, I'm really going into detail. I'm sorry. Just before I had a shower, I was like, oh, I want to rewatch my stories again because they're just iconic. And then went into Instagram and it was like, you've been logged out. And I was like, no, that's annoying. And then I went to go log in and it was like, um, your account's been deactivated. And I was like, bruh, what do you mean? Long story short. Oh, sorry. And then like three hours later, I get an email from this random email address saying, Hey, you've been hacked. Here's a screenshot of your account. Um, pay me 3000 USD and I will give it back to you. Um, long story short, got that account back. And then I reckon three weeks later, it happened again. And the same email address emailed me saying, mm. hey, I've hacked you again. So funny story. And this might be like interesting to some of your followers if they work online. What is actually happening is I had two-factor authentication turned on and all that shazam. So I actually wasn't hacked in the end. I was led to believe I was. What these people are doing is they are downloading this illegal software that mass reports Instagram users for serious community violations. Mm -hmm. 
And so this person was mass reporting me like 50, up to 50 times a day. And so what Instagram does is, oh my God, there are 50 plus reports for this user. We're going to take their account down until we have time to review it. And essentially you're just another number. Um, And long story short, I never got my account back the second time. Um, So I actually had to start my account again which was honestly at the time traumatic because I was like, that's like eight years of work, like community building. Like I had all my wedding photos on there. Like obviously I've got digital copies, but like I loved to revisit the captions that I wrote. And like when my grandfather passed away, I had a really special caption and things that I wrote for him. And like, it was, it was memory lane, you know, like this is what Instagram is for some of us. So it was horrific to lose that element in the community that I had and all the things, but I started again, took it within my stride. Um, and then, you know, one of my pieces of content went viral and then built the account right back up from zero to 35K in like four months or something like that. The algorithm algorithmed for you. Yeah, thank <laughs> God. And so, yeah, the community at, online that I have has truly never been better. I have the most engaged content, engaged community it's just, it was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I, I truly stand in that. And it was just one of those things. It was like life was actually happening for me, not to me. And it was the shittest thing to begin with, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So thank you, whoever organized that yeah. above or universe or whatever. Thank you. Thank you, Prince <laughs> in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you do a lot of like real research and things like this. Mm. Um, I'd love to know how you continually find inspiration for your content and podcasts and other projects and how you use all of that to stay relevant in a in the mm. digital world. Mm-hmm. So I actually dedicate some time every Monday. So Monday is my admin day and I will dedicate a specific time block to go on Instagram, look at the hashtags that I fall under, my brands fall under, see what's trending, trending audio. I've actually recently hired a virtual assistant as well who now also does that job for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still do it a little bit throughout my week personally. And I set a timer for one hour because I'm sure you'll understand once you get into a scroll hole, you're done. Like you're done. Game over. Seven hours later. <laughs> Literally. So I set a um a little like my timer cube. I set it to often one hour, do as many as I can. And then I'll actually like copy that link and then put it into a spreadsheet and then like put the concepts that I want to do. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's really regimented. That's how my brain works. But um that's how I do it. And now my VA does that for me as well. So I love that. Yeah. Amazing. What other kind of tasks have you handed off? So she now manages the In Her Power podcast Instagram and the Habit Tracker Instagram. So she creates content and then schedules that for me and then sources like real inspiration for both of those brands. Gosh, that is a, that's actually such a huge pressure to take off from someone who knows <sighs> managing multiple social media channels. Yeah. It is the so best, like, much work. yeah, best investment ever. I just, I was honestly struggling to the point where I had a conversation with my husband, Zach, and I was like, should I just like sell the habit tracker? I can't keep up with it. And he was like, no, don't you dare. So you, like, yeah. it is you, you know? I know. That's what he, that's exactly what he said. He was like, you are the habit tracker yeah. girl. Like, what do you exactly. mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So it's pretty amazing how you've managed to turn like your passions and the things you love to do into a successful career. 
What advice would you give to someone else looking to do a similar thing and, and you know, pursue their passions and turn it into something successful? I would say start ASAP. And what I, what I mean by that is start integrating things, start planning ahead, give yourself mini goals, start habit tracking if you have to, if it's a, if it's a money thing, set yourself a financial goal to, you know, hit mid next year or whatever it is, just start laying the foundation now. Because I was one of those people that just sat around thinking, okay, when I hit this number on Instagram, then something can happen. Or when I have this amount of savings, I can do X, Y, and Z. Start laying the foundations like right now. Like start putting things into motion right now because if there's anything that I've learned in the past year, my first year in business, is like you need to just start. It's the, the Starting is the hardest bit. And once you start, everything just rolls. Mm. So just start putting together a plan now. Mm-hmm. Just Amazing. go for it. Is there are there any moments that along the journey within this last year of your first year in in your business that really stood out to you as kind of pivotal moments or something that will have a lasting impact on you? Yes. It's my first month in business. Um so January. So I actually launched an online course end of uh, December. No, it was the 8th of January. I, I launched my online course, I still remember it, and it was my first official month in business. And I remember working so fucking hard for this launch. I hired my brother to do like a, pull, like a full video. I did like all the things. And I, it was a moment where I said to myself, okay, Beck, what we're going to do right now is you're going to set the standard for the rest of your life, essentially, you like in business, you are going to apply everything you know within your marketing, you've taken from your marketing degree and apply it here. You're going to take everything you know that you have taken from your marketing roles and apply it here. And you're going to take everything you know from working eight years in social media and apply it here. Within the first 22 days of January, I earned my entire annual salary from this course. Oh my God. And literally, and I remember just sitting there being like, holy fuck, I have just seen the byproduct of Beck working at 110% capacity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the standard now. Like, I know exactly what I'm capable of. And if I can do this in the first month of business, imagine where I'm going to be in like two, three years. Like, I, that is so impressive. Yeah, like, and I know, like, this can't be the reality for some people. I already had, you know, an established community. I already had an established following, like, all the things. So I leveraged from that. But I worked hard for that and Mm. I applied everything I knew. And that was kind of, I guess, it it changed the trajectory for me. I was like, I know exactly what you're capable of now. And you're going to keep doing this time and time and time and time again. And everything since then has been exactly that. And it's just been... Yeah, it was a really beautiful moment in my life and I was so lucky to have witnessed that in my first month of business because I was like, that's the standard, this. I love that. This is what yeah. I mean. Like there is literally no limit on what you can do oh, when you're doing your own thing. Absolutely. I love that. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Thank you. And I remember sitting there, I think it was like maybe around March or April. And a lot of my friends are already entrepreneurs. They have been entrepreneurs for years. And so I was like last in the game, I suppose, like to enter this kind of world. And I remember sitting there 
and being like, it had like a Mean Girls moment. I don't know if you see Mean Girls, but I remember seeing there oh, yeah. and being like, the limit doesn't exist. Yeah. The limit <laughs> doesn't exist. And I remember voice noting my friends and be like, guys, it's taken me like four months to get here, but the fucking limit doesn't exist. And you're like, welcome. Welcome, babe. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> my gosh. I'd love to finish with any future goals and aspirations that you have either in your career or your personal life or both. Mm-hmm. I have just recently launched my membership community. We are four weeks old and we are already at like almost 80 members, which is amazing. And so I feel like we're only just starting with that. And I feel like there is so much potential with this to, you know, really create a space for women to grow and learn both within their personal development journey and in business. So that's my new baby, I suppose. And I'm really, really excited to see where I can take her. Um, That's my main focus at the moment because that's now my signature offering, if you will. So yeah, I'm excited to see how far I can push it. And yeah, already four weeks in, there's been such an impact made for these women. And I'm just yeah, I'm really excited to continue so to grow that. It's honestly the best thing ever. Like, and it's all come again, ca- coming back to how powerful having a podcast is. This membership is because I've found my love for empowering women and creating a space for women. Like the podcast is that. And as a byproduct of launching that podcast and, you know, seeing how much of an impact I have the potential to make, this membership was born. Because I'm like, by doing the podcast and seeing how, you know, making a difference in people's lives just by talking shit on the internet. Like, yeah. are you joking? How good. <laughs> so good. So that's my my huge goal for the new year in particular is to really um, make this as big and as beautiful as I can. Beautiful. I love that. Well, why yeah. don't you tell everyone where they can find you, um, all of your yeah. socials, where they mm-hmm. can join the membership, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So Beck Stewart underscore underscore on Instagram. Um, you'll then see in my bio tagged the, uh, the Habit Tracker and the In Her Power podcast. And you can join our community through either of those channels, actually. It's all linked in the bio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. (laughs) Such an amazing chat. You're so inspiring. And I'm keen to change my ugly notes to pretty aesthetic ones. (laughs) Track my habit. I'll send you a habit tracker. (laughs) Yeah, I'm honestly like I'm just re-energized. And I feel like that's such a good space to be in. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. This was a special one for me. I've, As I mentioned, I've worked with Beck over the years and just seeing her brand and everything evolve has just been so special. I love what she does. I love what she stands for. And I think you can get so much out of her content. So thank you so much. I hope you got a bit out of this content and I can't wait to be in your ears again next week. Goodbye.